Christmas's evening prayer for Monday, March 15th, Monday in the fourth week of Lent. Open, Lord, my mouth to bless thy holy name. Cleanse also my heart from all vain, evil, and wandering thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and enkindle my affections, that I may sing this office worthily, attentively, and devoutly, and so be meet to be heard in the presence of thy divine majesty. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, in union with that divine intention, wherewith thou thyself didst render thy praises to God on earth, I desire to offer this my hour of prayer unto thee, who livest and reignest, world without end. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O Jesu Christ, from thee began this healing for the soul of man. By fasting sought, by fasting found, through forty days of yearly round, that he who fell from high delight, borne down to sensual appetite, by dint of stern control may rise to climb the hills of paradise. Therefore behold thy church, O Lord, in grace of penitence accord to all who seek with generous tears renewal of their wasted years. Forgive the sin that we have done, forgive the course that we have run, and show henceforth an evil day and thyself our succor and our stay. But now let every heart prepare, by sacrifice of fast and prayer, to keep with joy magnificum the solemn Easter festival. Father and Son and Spirit blessed, to thee be every prayer addressed, who art in threefold name adored, from age to age, the only Lord. Amen. Give heed unto my teaching, O my people. Incline you ears unto the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, which we have heard and known, and such as our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but declare the honor of the Lord to generations yet for to come, even the mighty and wonderful works that he hath done. He established a decree in Jacob, and gave a law to Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children, that their posterity might know it, even the children which yet were yet unborn to the intent that they should arise and show their children the same, that they should put their trust in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and not be as their forefathers a faithless and stubborn generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit clave not steadfastly unto God, like as the children of Ephraim, 
who, though armed with bows, turned themselves back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God, and would not walk in his law, but forgot what he had done. And the wonderful works that he showed them, he showed for them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of our forefathers. In the land of Egypt, even in the field of Zoan, he divided the sea and let them go through, and made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime he led them with a cloud, and all the night through with a light of fire. He clave the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance as out of a great deep. He brought streams out of the stony rock and made waters gush out like rivers. But for all this they sinned yet more against him and rebelled against the Most Highest in the wilderness. They put God to the test in their hearts and asked for food according to their craving. They spake against God, also saying, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? He smote the stony rock indeed, that water gushed out and streams flowed forth. But can he give bread also, or provide flesh for his people? Therefore when the Lord heard this, he was wroth. And a fire was kindled against Jacob, and fierce anger arose against Israel, because they believed not in God, and put not their trust in his help. Yet he commanded the clouds above, and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them for to eat, and gave them corn from heaven. So did, so man did eat angels' food, for he sent them meat enough. He caused the east wind to blow under heaven, and brought in the south wind through his power. He rained flesh upon them as thick as dust, and feathered birds like as the sand of the sea. He let it fall among their tents, even round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their desire. But while the meat was yet in their mouths, the heavy wrath of God came upon them. He slew the mightiest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. But for all this they sinned yet more, and believed not his wondrous works. Therefore he brought their days to an end as a breath, and their years in sudden confusion. When he slew them, they sought him, and turned and hastened to pray unto God, and they remembered that God was their rock, and that God Most High was their defender.
Nevertheless, they did but flatter him with their mouth, and spake deceitfully unto him with their tongue, for their heart was not fixed upon him. Neither continued they steadfast in his covenant, but he was so merciful that he forgave their misdeeds and destroyed them not utterly. Yet many a time turned he his wrath away and would not suffer his whole displeasure to arise, for he considered that they were but flesh and were even as a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Many a time did they rebel against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Again they put God to the test and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his power, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy, how he wrought his miracles in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. He turned their streams into blood so that they could not drink of their rivers. He sent lice among them, which devoured them up, and frogs, which also destroyed them. He gave their fruit unto the locust, and their labor unto the grasshopper. He destroyed their vines with hailstones, and their fig trees with the frost, he smote their cattle also with hailstones and their flocks with hot thunderbolts. He loosed upon them the furiousness of his wrath, anger, displeasure, and trouble. These were the messengers that he sent for their destruction. He made a path for his indignation and spared not their soul from death but gave their life over to the pestilence, and smote all the firstborn in Egypt. The first fruit of their strength in the dwellings of Ham, but as for his own people he led them forth like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He brought them out safely, and they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them within the borders of his holy place, even to the mountain which he had gotten with his own right hand. He cast out the nations before them, caused their land to be divided among them for an heritage, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. But they rebelled against the Most High God, and put him to the test. He kept not his commandments. They turned their backs and dealt deceitfully like their forefathers. They started back like a bow whose cord is loosed, for they grieved him with their hill altars and provoked him to displeasure with their images. When God heard this, he was wroth and utterly cast off his people Israel.
so that he forsook the tabernacle in Shiloh. Even the tent wherein he dwelt among men, he delivered his people into captivity, and his glory into the enemy's hand. Yea, he gave his people over unto the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance. Fire consumed their young men, and for their maidens no marriage songs were heard. Their priests were slain with the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, even as a warrior that had been overcome with wine. He smote his enemies and drove them backward, and put them to a perpetual shame. He rejected the tabernacle of Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah. Even the hill of Zion, which he loved, and there he built his temple like the heights of heaven. Like the earth, which he had established forever, he chose David also his servant, and took him away from the sheepfolds, as he was following the ewes, great with young ones he took them, that he might feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them with a perfect heart and guided them with skillful hands. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the letter of blessed Paul to the Romans. Do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only during his life? Thus a married woman is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is discharged from the law concerning her, the husband. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brethren, you have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him, who has been raised from the dead in order that we may bear fruit for God. While we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are discharged from the law, dead to that which held us captive, so that we serve not under the old written code, but in the new spirit, new life of the spirit. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I should not have known sin. I should not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, finding opportunity in the commandment, wrought in me all kinds of covetousness. Apart from the law, sin lies dead. 
I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. The very commandment which promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, finding opportunity in the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just, and good. Here endeth the first lesson. The Father knew that it was the same hour at which Jesus said unto him, Thy Son liveth, and he and his whole house believed. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed for ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Father knew that it was the same hour at which Jesus said unto him, Thy Son liveth, and he and his whole house believed. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a multitude followed him, because they saw the signs which he did on those who were diseased. Jesus went up on the mountain and sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a multitude was coming to him, Jesus said to Philip, How are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? This he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in that place. So the men sat down in number about five thousand. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign which he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet, who is to come into the world. 
Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us, thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, Absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. 
Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From the rule of St. Benedict, we read chapter 36 of Sick Brethren. Before all things and above all things, care must be taken of the sick, so that they may be served in very deed as Christ himself. For he said, I was sick, and ye visited me. And what ye did to one of these least ones, ye did unto me. But let the sick on their part consider that they are being served for the honor of God, and not provoke their brethren who are serving them by their unreasonable demands. Yet they should be patiently borne with, because from such as these is gained a more abundant reward. Therefore let the abbot take the greatest care that they suffer no neglect. For these sick brethren let there be assigned a special room and an attendant who is God-fearing, diligent, and careful. Let the use of baths be afforded to the sick as often as may be expedient, but to the healthy, and especially to the young, let them be granted seldom. Moreover, let the use of flesh meat be granted to the sick who are very weak, for the restoration of their strength, but as soon as they are better, let all abstain from flesh meat as usual. Let the abbot take the greatest care that the sick be not neglected by the cellarers and attendants, for he must answer for all the misdeeds of his disciples. Lord Jesus Christ was built thy church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Mercifully grant that building upon thee the chief cornerstone of beauty and substance, we may raise at St. Timothy's a faithful people and a holy temple to thy glory. May we in generations yet to come learn to praise thee more and more in spirit and in truth. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the souls of the faithful, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Ave Regina Celorum, Ave Domina Angelorum, Salve Radix, Salve Porta. Ex qua mundo, Lux es orta, gaude virgo gloriosa, super omnes speciosa, vale o valde decora, et pro nobis Christum exora. Hail, Queen of Heaven, hail, Mistress of the Angels, hail, root and gate from which the light of the world was born. Rejoice, glorious Virgin, fairest of all, fare thee well, most beautiful and pray for us to Christ. Vouchsafe that I may praise thee, O sacred Virgin. Give me strength against thine enemies. Let us pray. We beseech thee, O Lord, mercifully to support us in our weakness, that, like as we do now commemorate Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin Mother of God, so by the help of her intercession we may die to our former sins and rise again to newness of life through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. May the divine assistance remain with us always. Amen. 
to God most holy in his divine majesty of trinity and unity, to Jesus Christ our Lord and God made man and crucified for us, to blessed Mary ever virgin, from whose glorious purity he took flesh, and to the entire company of the saints of God in heaven, be praise, honor, power, and glory from every creature on earth. And likewise to us sinners, may there be full remission of all our sins throughout all ages, world without end. Amen.